0: Hey, you ever wonder where the tradition of Christmas lights came from? You see, I'm thinking back at the beginning of time, there was a convention of wives that got together to ask the question, what can we do to really tease our husbands and get under their skin? (laughs) And one lady raised her hand and said, I know what if over the holidays we had them climb up on dangerous ladders and hang lights on the gutters and applause broke out in the convention and then a hand shot up and, and a woman said, "Woo woo woo! what if we make the lights out of a material that mysteriously gets tangled up in storage? And, and they loved it and they, they loved that. And then finally another hand shot up. Ooh, Ooh, I've got it. What if we made it where, if one light burns out, <laughs> they all burn out. And the room just erupted with applause. You know, in, in my mind, that's how I imagine it. But I, I did some reading, and it turns out that that's not it at all, or at least that's what they want us to believe. <laughs> Actually, I did my homework. In the tradition of lights at Christmas time, it all started back in the medieval times. They would light a candle. As a symbol that Jesus was the light of the world that comes at Christmas. Now, for the last few weeks, beautiful lights have been shining everywhere. All kinds of colors and designs have lit up the world as the days have gotten shorter. Lights that, that bring joy and wonder and hope that, that even though it's dark, hope is alive. Light and darkness. It's a theme in so many movies and books and songs, and it's a theme in the Bible as well. All throughout Scripture, from the beginning to the end, we see this idea of of light driving away the darkness. The, The story itself begins with light. If you turn to Genesis 1, it starts off this way. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And as you read through the creation story, it's fascinating to note that God speaks those words, Let there be light, and light breaks forth, but it isn't from the sun. The sun isn't created until day four. No, the light we read about in Genesis 1 is the light of God Himself of whom it says in the New Testament book of of 1 John, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. And so the story begins with the light of God coming onto the scene. And all throughout Scripture, this idea of God's light shining in darkness carries throughout the entire story, beginning to end, Genesis to Revelation. In fact, let's peek ahead. Now, I know, I know that nobody likes a spoiler, but look at this in the very last chapter of the Bible. Revelation 22 says this, There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun for the Lord God will give them light. God's perfect creation begins with the light of himself. God's redemption story ends with the light of himself. And then in the gospel book of John, it says this, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, And the word was God, and he was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Guys, beginning, middle, and the end, God is light. And the light has shone in the darkness. You know, when my kids were, were little toddlers, uh, we'd occasionally hear a cry in the middle of the night from one of their rooms. And when they yell for me, I, I knew what the problem was. You see, if they, were, if they were sick, they'd yell for their mom. They wanted care. They wanted nurturing. But when they were scared well, that's when they called for Dad because, as children, they believed their Dad could, you know, he could do anything. He was strong. He could go all Liam Neeson on the monster in the closet. They they didn't realize that that well ran pretty pretty shallow. <laughs> so I would stumble into their room half asleep, and and they'd say, "Dad, we're scared." And sometimes it was a bad dream, and sometimes they thought they saw something. But but what really scared them was often the darkness. And so I'd turn on the hallway light, I'd kiss them on the forehead and, and help them go back to sleep and sleep, and that light in the hallway gave them comfort. You know, darkness is best defined as the absence of light. It's mentioned over 200 times in the Bible, often as a metaphor to describe the absence of God, darkness and until we grasp the extent of the darkness in our world we're not going to be able to fully appreciate the light of christmas and just like our eyes have the ability to adjust to a, a certain level of darkness we can without realizing it we can get used to a certain level of spiritual darkness in our world we, we'll just adjust over time if we're not careful uh, an amber alert comes out over the radio. But for us, hey, it's just another ride to work. We've heard it so many times before. News reports, uh, another murder happened downtown, and we just lay on the couch and grab another Christmas cookie. Or A coworker is arrested for domestic violence, and, and, and we raise an eyebrow. But that's about the extent of our concern. We just kind of get used to these things over time. We, we stop noticing the darkness. But if we're honest, the reason we don't always notice the darkness is that some of that darkness is inside of us. In some ways, we're a part of the darkness. You see, what, what scares me the most is my part of the darkness, the darkness that's in me when I, I don't get what I want. Or, or when I feel like someone treats me unfairly, some of the dark ways that I'm tempted to deal with stress, that that darkness that's in us, that's, that can be super scary. Jesus is the light of the world. The, the power of Christmas is that Jesus came to us In the midst of the darkness, in the the middle of the tension, in the heaviness, the the weariness, the pain, the loss, the the death, the, the, the sickness, and the sin. The light of God broke through all of that. And we see in the Christmas story, watch this, three reactions to that light. King Herod, he was threatened by the light. You know, he saw Jesus emerging popularity as a as a threat to his power. And so he issues an edict to to eliminate all the boys that were two years old and under. The, the pictures of that night, I, I can't only imagine. Herod, Herod understood Jesus came to be king, and so his response to the light was to power up and to try and overcome and, and stamp out the light. The Jewish religious leaders. They had another response. They, they ignored the light, which is in some ways just really ironic because they, they'd done the study. I mean, if anybody sh- should have caught on to the fact that Jesus was the Messiah, it should have been them. I mean, they knew where he was to be born. They knew he was to be coming. Why didn't they search for the new king when a miraculous star settled over the city of Bethlehem? but they were comfortable. They they were comfortable, and so actually they became kind of complacent and apathetic, and that was their response to the light. They didn't feel a real need for the light. But then, then there was Mary, and Mary... We're told that Mary believed God's presence or God's promise about the coming Savior, that she treasured those words in her heart and pondered them. You see, Mary, she received the light. And so today, today I have good news for you. In this dark world, Jesus invites you to receive the light of Himself. And to be transformed by that light from the inside out. You know, Jesus said, I am the light of the world, and whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You know, the Greek for will have the light of life, it translates to will behold or will become. They'll be transformed by the light. You see, when we receive the light of Jesus, we not only are transformed by the light of Jesus, but we start to embody the light of Jesus for the world. We're supposed to go out into the world and drive out some of that, that darkness, the, the fear, the hopelessness, the injustice, by you know, praying, by, by listening, by sharing meals or sharing stories with people, by encouraging them, by serving them by showing God's love in practical ways, and ultimately, by telling people about the light of the world, the good news about Jesus himself. Willow, this Christmas, my prayer is that the light of Jesus would shine brighter and brighter in your life, but also through your life. I mean, who is it that needs to know that you care? Who is it that needs to know that they are forgiven? Do you know anybody that that, that could use some encouragement this Christmas season? Is there a need in someone's life that, that God is calling you to meet? Don't let this Christmas season pass without letting the light of Jesus shine through you. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for this time of the year that reminds us of the centrality of your son, Jesus. We thank you, God, for your word, which shows us that theme of light in the beginning, light at the end, but also that gospel theme of Jesus as the light of the world, right in the center of the Bible. God, it reminds us that Jesus ought to also be the center of, of our lives God this Christmas season Father be at the center of our lives be at the center of our our thoughts be at the center of our affections be at the center of our priorities God be at the center of our plans be at the center of our dreams be at the center of our very lives and Father we pray also that you'd be at the center of our families. God, at Christmas time, we, we can't help but to think about those that are closest to us. In some ways, Father, it, 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 is, it is a lot about what Christmas is about for us, it's, it, it's, it's what gets us excited. But, Father, would you please be at the center of those family relationships? Father, God, at Christmas time, we spend a lot of time in environments like this, uh, with our church. And Lord, we'd pray at the end of this year and as we're looking toward the next that you would be at the center of our church as well. God, may we receive the light of Christ, but may we also, may we also display the light of Christ to a hurting world. God, it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.